Bibles, if you would, turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. The 30th chapter, the book of Deuteronomy. This book receives its name because it's According to the Greek scholars and the Hebrew scholars, they decided that they would name it the book of Deuteronomy, believing that it was the second giving of the law. However, it's not a second giving of the law. It's a reiterating of the law which Moses gave them. And so he's commanding them and telling them that they need to obey God's law, that if they really want to be blessed, that they must obey the law of God. In Deuteronomy, the third ch 30th chapter, beginning at verse number 15, and it reads, <clears throat> See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. Listen here. But if thine heart turns away, so that thou wilt not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. Verse 18, I denounce unto you this day, that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou passest over the Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings, Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Verse 20, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. As you know, on last week, we began a sermonic uh, series on making wise decisions. I felt it necessary to, 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 to give you a sermon series upon this because many of us are in bad circumstances and bad situations and it's really based upon the decisions that we have made. And most times we're not honest enough with ourselves to admit that maybe we made a bad decision. But I, I, what I'm finding out is that, that, that people are more eager to point at other people to justify the decisions in which they make. And understand that all of us must be accountable 
for the decisions that we make. Understand that every decision you make is going to have consequences, whether it be good consequences or bad consequences. But every decision that you make has consequences. And God wants us to make the right decisions. Last week, we, pre- we preached from Jesus, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Trying to love, too. Ain't easy to do. And I don't know about you, but it took me at least until Thursday to get that song out of my head. <laughs> but Jesus, and he's asking them to make a decision between God and mammon. And here Moses does the same thing. If I had a title for this text, I would title this, The Choice is Yours. The Choice is Yours. All of us have choices that we make. As a matter of fact, you make decisions every day that you don't even think about. You make a decision. Some decisions are small decisions. They they really are of no consequence. They don't bring a whole lot of, you know, consequences when you make the decision. But understand that God is not apathetic about any of the decisions that we make. God wants to be a part of every decision that we make. And the reason being because God is an all-wise God. And God sees things in your life that you don't even see. God sees your heart. He sees the motives of your heart. He sees your intent. And so there are times that God will whisper in your ear when you're approaching something that is perhaps going to bring you some harm down the road. He tries to get you to make the right decision. But understand that sometimes the right decision, it is not always the most popular decision. And and there's, there's three primary reasons why we make bad decisions. But let me rephrase that. We make wrong decisions. Because most of us, when we make decisions, at the time of making the decision, we don't think it's bad. But there's three primary reasons why we make the wrong decisions. Reason number one is lack of information. We have not investigated it enough. That there are times that we rush into making decisions and we have not really gotten all the data and all the facts that we need to make an informed decision. And so most times we make it out of our own intellect where our, only our finite minds can see and perceive. That's not always a good way to make a decision. Making decisions, you must, you must get all of the information, as much of the information as you can, before you really make a good decision. The second reason that we make wrong decisions is we make decisions out of our emotions. We make decisions based upon how we feel about a circumstance or a situation. 
So, so some of us got married to the wrong person based on an emotion that we felt. It wasn't really based upon love. It was based upon infatuation. It was just a feeling. It had no real substitute. It was based upon our emotional attachment to the situation. You know, whenever you, you begin to talk to someone who has made a wrong decision, and, they, and when they start saying, well, I felt like, or I feel like, you know that it was made out of an emotion. And understand that emotions change. How you feel today, you may not feel tomorrow. How you feel today, you certainly may not feel like a year from now. Why? Because our emotions change. As we begin to get more information, our feelings concerning the situation, it changes. And so making decisions out of emotion is not necessarily a good place to make a decision from. But the third reason why we make the wrong decisions is that we make it based upon peer pressure. What other folk are doing. How, 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 how other folk are moving in their circumstances and in their situation. But what you need to understand is that your situation is not their situation. And you cannot make a decision predicated on the way they made a decision. Because just because it worked for them don't mean it's going to work for you. You mess around and find yourself in trouble. And you'll be pointing a finger at somebody else for the decision that you made. Listen here, in this text, Moses, who has been deemed the lawgiver, steps into the, the area of prophetic ministry in this 30th chapter. Moses and the children of Israel are standing on the banks of Jordan. They have not crossed over to the promised land yet. Understand that this is a different people that Moses gave the initial law to. Based upon the decision that those people made, they're all dead now. God has allowed them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years until all of the ones over the age of 20 are now dead. And they're dead because of their disobedience and the decision that they had to not trust God and take him at his word. Now understand, understand that there's nothing grievous about God's word. God is not asking us in his word to do anything that we're incapable of doing through the power of his Holy Spirit. And if you're struggling with obeying God's word, then that tells me that you need to surrender more of your life to the Holy Spirit. Because he is the one that gives you the power and the ability to obey God and to make right decisions in your life. The scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall what? Direct your path. He'll give you the ability to make the right decisions. And so here now Moses stands and understand that Moses is not going to cross over either because of the decision that he made. 
Understand that the decisions have consequences. Moses had led these people these 40 years. And now when they get to the climax of their journey, he can't go over. Because of a decision that he made. Decisions have consequences. And now he's warning the people. He's warning. He said, listen, don't make the same mistakes that your fathers made. Don't, don't, don't make the same mistake that, yes, even I made. I'm not allowed to go over into the promised land. And so Moses speaks to them. Verse one, number one, uh, the first uh, verse in uh, uh, chapter number 30, he says, And it shall come to pass when all of these things are come upon thee, the blessings and the curse which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind amongst all the nations, whether the Lord thy God has driven thee, and shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I have commanded thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart and all of thy soul. Moses is speaking prophetically. He said, listen, it has been set before you good and evil. But understand that you're going to eventually, you're going to choose that which is evil. And God is going to drive you out of the land because of your, 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 your evil decisions that you've made. But understand that God shows mercy here as well. Because even in the rebelliousness of the people, God yet still brought them back together. We're going to go into another series in the book of Daniel. Because you need to understand the progression that we have here. This prophetic words of Moses. And he's telling them that, hey, listen, I've set the right way before you. But the choice is yours. The choice is yours. And understand that there, there's two schools of thought here. Because there's what's known as Calvinism. Calvinism is a, is a belief that, that God is sovereign in the earth. And you can't argue with that. God is sovereign. God does what he wants to do when he wants to do. God saves who he wants to save. You can't argue about that. The Bible is plain and clear there. But then there's also the Arminian view, where it talks about man has a choice. That there is what's known as human responsibility. We must be accountable for the decisions in which we make. And there's no way you can argue about that either. You have Calvinism. You have Armenian. I'm a Calvinian. I believe both are true. I believe that God is sovereign. But he gives us the ability to choose whether or not we're going to serve him or not. And if you don't believe me, look in the book of Joshua, the 24th chapter. He said, choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. So we have a responsibility to choose. But God is also sovereign. And so God sets before these people here now as they're about to go over into the promised land. 
He said good and he said evil. But the choice is yours, he says. He says it's your choice. What will the choice be? Understand that these people had the information. They understood that God, it was by the hand of God that they had been delivered out of Egypt. Ten plagues. And God had them released from Pharaoh's hand. And listen here, not only were they released with, out of Egypt, but they were released with all of Egypt's wealth. The Bible said that not one man was feeble when they walked out of Egypt. They were strong. They had the wealth of Egypt in their hands. And they had this knowledge. They are just one generation removed from it. Some of them perhaps had come out of Egypt as children. And so he said, I've set this before you. Verse number 15, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. So if you choose life, then you choose that which is good. God has given us life. He's given us natural life. And then God has also given us what's known as abundant life. God is always in the blessing building of those who Obey him. Why? Because there's blessings for obedience. There's curses for disobedience. And understand that God wants to let his favor, the favor of God, rest upon you. But the favor of God just don't come because you're so cute. The favor of God comes because you've been faithful to his word. And many of you are trying to get the favor of God and you ain't really faithful to what he said to do. And this is what he's trying to get the children of Israel to understand. That that is not just knowing God's word. It is being obedient unto the word of God. It's walking in accordance to the word of God. Anybody can know the word of God. But it takes obedience to get the blessing and the favor of God. Let let me ask you, what what, what does God have to do to get you to really understand where he's coming from? Does he have to keep taking you down paths that lead to destruction? Every time you turn around, there's always something going on in your life. Aren't you tired of that? You need to understand, God is trying to get your attention. And he keeps keeps on trying to get your attention, and you keep ignoring him. And understand that judgment is going to come. I, I know this is not popular. But judgment is going to fall on you. If you will not get it. Because God has been merciful. He's been good to you. And you still keep trampling on what he's done for you. What's wrong with us? Who, who, who wouldn't serve a God who has been so merciful to us? Who wouldn't serve this type of God? And we keep walking on it. We keep trampling over it. We keep taking it for granted. 
What's wrong with us? Tell you what's wrong with us, that, that we've allowed Satan to blind our hearts and our minds. That's what's wrong with us. You can see plainly how good God has been to you, but yet still, you still reject him. You still won't obey him. You're still out there creeping and crawling and doing all kinds of stuff. You still won't serve him. There's a problem here. We keep still making the same old bad decisions. I want to say some bonehead decisions. We keep making the same ones. Keep running into the same brick walls. And all it takes is us to own up, to man up, to woman up, and say, God, I was wrong. I've been wrong. Understand that the wages of sin is death, and that's exactly what it means. Don't you sugarcoat that verse. It is death. It will bring forth death. And I've come this morning to warn you that certain death is coming. If you will, will not repent. And that's exactly what happened to this nation. Moses is warning them. He, 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 he's speaking prophetically. And he's speaking, in the, listen, you're not going to always obey God. And God is going to scatter you. You won't experience the blessings of God anymore. God is going to scatter this nation. And that's exactly what happened. Syrians besieged the northern kingdom of Israel. The Babylonians seized the southern kingdom of Judah. Took all of their mighty men, their, their skilled men, into bondage. It's a hopeless situation. But none of them could look back and say, I wonder why this is happening to us. When you begin to look back over the history of Israel and Judah, you see that they had more wicked kings than they had good kings. And understand, understand, understand that, that our, our, our following Jesus Christ is reflected in leadership. If the leadership is bad, it will reflect badly or negatively on the membership. And this is what Israel became victim of. Bad leadership. But listen here, it all, it all started with a decision. Because you remember when the, 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 the elders of, of Israel went to Samuel. And they said, we want a king to rule us. God gave them exactly what they asked for. And he warned them. He said, listen, your king, the king that you want, he's going to take all of your men and send them off to war. They're going to take your women and make them handmaidens. He gonna, he's going to be an oppressor of you. He's going to lead you into idolatry. Once again, they made a bad decision based upon their emotion, based upon peer pressure. Because they began to look around them and see every other nation had a king. They said, we want a king. And this led them down a road to destruction. To captivity. To being enslaved. 
having their freedom ripped from them and many of them dying in captivity. So this is my warning for you. When will you get to the place to where you begin to make good decisions? You see, because making good decisions requires wisdom. It requires the wisdom of God. And there's no excuse for any believer not having the wisdom of God. Because he tells us in the book of James that we can ask for it. He has it in abundance and he's willing to give it to you freely. But, but, but I, what, what I'm seeing is that, that most of us feel like, you know, if we don't have wisdom and we make a decision, we won't be held accountable. Oh, not, that's not the case. All of us will stand before God and give an account for what we did in these bodies. Every last one of us, there's nobody that's going to escape that. So we need to be praying, God, give us wisdom as we make the decisions that we make. And then we must remove obstacles out of our way, like pride. How, how many decisions have we made based upon pride? How, how, how many times the, the, we, we want it like Berkeley, we want it our way. Yeah. We, we don't want it the way that God wants for it. We, in other words, so there, there's some of you that made decisions about a spouse based upon how they looked. And because, and because he didn't look or she didn't look like you wanted them to look, you, you, you didn't want to have nothing to do with them. But that little bald-headed man might have been the best thing come that came into your life. I know you want them tall, dark, and handsome, but it don't always work out that way. Because all of our decisions that we make should honor God. When you make a decision, you need to ask yourself, will this bring glory to God's name or not? In other words, how can God get the glory out of this decision that I'm making? And understand that if it does not glorify God, you need to back away from it. I, I, know, I know you don't want to hear this. Because you know why? Because we really want what we want when we want it. And we want it like we want it. Instead of how God wants it for us. So, 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 so we, need to, we need to have wisdom when we make decisions. We need to understand that there are some obstacles in the decisions that we make. And then thirdly, we need to make sure that we're honoring God in the decisions that we make. And that's what these children of Israel were up against. For indeed, they would cross over into the promised land. And God will give them water from wells that they did not dig. They would, they would drink wine from vineyards that they did not plant. God blessed them. God gave them the victory at Jericho without even raising a sword. All they did was marched around seven times and shouted at the end and the walls came falling down. They started off good. They were excited. They loved God. But then they got full of themselves. 
like we do. We, 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 we start thinking it's really all about us. And we lose scope of what God wants for us. What he wants out of our lives. And God wants more out of your life than you even want out of your life. There, there is so much that the Lord wants to do for you and in you and through you. If I could just melt that down and pour it into you. There, there, there's so much that God wants to bless you with. The problem is that we won't align ourselves with God. We won't step into the place of blessing. You're satisfied with these little cheap blessings that, that, that you're giving, getting. God has even more for you. If you would just step up. Open yourself to God. And say, God, I made some bad choices. You must own the choices that you make. Because as long as you keep denying that you made a wrong choice, as long as you keep trying to justify the decisions and the choices that you make, God can't operate in that. All, all God will do is let you keep bumping your head and running into a brick wall until you turn around and say, listen, I, I made a wrong turn there. You realize that God said turn left and you turn right. And so what will you do now? How, how, how do you handle the effects of bad decision? Well, you start by repenting. That's what the children of Israel had to do. This is, this is what Moses is imploring them in these verses to do. You must repent. Repent means that you need to change the way you think about this situation. You need, you need to have the mind of Christ when it comes to your decision making. You need to understand that, that God has a direction for you. And there are times that it takes you denying yourself, denying your own flesh, that you might be able to make the right decisions. There's blessings in it in making the right decisions. I'm done. I don't know if y'all clapping because you're glad I'm done or what. <laughs> There's a good, there was a decision that was made concerning you and concerning me. Y'all know where I'm going, right? Over 2,000 years ago, there was a decision that was made. As a matter of fact, this decision was made before the foundations of the earth. God decided even before the foundations of earth that we would be in Christ Jesus. He decided that. We responded to the preaching of the gospel. We responded to Calvary's cross. Why? Because God sent his only beloved son down through 42 generations that he might walk a walk before us. He would show us how to make right decisions, good decisions. And he made that decision even though it looked bad for him. It was a blessing to us. Yes, he decided that he would give his life as a ransom for us. That he would surrender his life to wicked and sinful men. And that they would march him up a, a hill called Calvary. Golgotha. And they nailed him to the cross. Nailed him in his hands. Nailed him in his feet. Put a crown of thorns on his head. Pierced him in his side. 
He gave up the ghost and he died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again. And he's coming back. Why? Because of a decision. And because Jesus made the decision to die for my sin, I make the decision that I'm going to live the rest of my life for him. That I will follow his direction. I will follow his guidance. Not my own, but I'll follow him. Why? Because he is Lord of Lords and he's King of Kings. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for us. Choice is yours. What decision will you make? Please stand to your feet. The door to the church is open. Amen.